Hey guys, it's Fluff. I'm recording without Maiden this week because this is a special mini episode. Uh, due to a production error that we had last week, we accidentally recorded both episodes three and four on the same recording. So it ended up just benefiting you guys because you just got an extra long episode. But I know that you all love true crime and paranormal as much as Maiden and I, and we didn't want to leave you empty-handed this week. So this is a mini episode that I put together. Um, Maiden will also be doing a mini episode in the near future. Um, but since we've been on the true crime narrative for a while, I thought that I would pick a little bit of a, a paranormal uh, topic tonight. Uh, so the topic that was requested again by Snooch and like always all of our episodes including our mini episodes are dedicated to Snoochie Boochie who came up with our name There's Some Horrors in This House podcast. But Snooch also came up with tonight's topic and that is the subject of Bloody Mary. So you all remember the old-fashioned, back-in-the-day slumber parties and playing all different kinds of goofy games that 13-year-old preteens play. We had light as a feather, stiff as a board, truth or dare, mash. My friends and I even were stupid and dabbled with a Ouija board once, which I don't recommend because they still scare me to death even now as an adult. But there was one game that we all played as a kid and no one ever really knew where it came from. It was just sort of passed down to us. But it's the iconic 90s kids sleepover favorite, and that is Bloody Mary. There's so many variations of this game, and everyone seemed to play it different. But the general concept was always the same. You stand in front of a dark mirror. Some say you might have a lit candle. Others say you play it completely in the dark. But you stand in the dark in front of a mirror and you chant Bloody Mary a certain number of times in the mirror and something spooky is supposed to happen. Either Bloody Mary appears to you in the mirror, some say Bloody Mary actually attacks you, and still others say that Bloody Mary actually drags you into the mirror. This game literally scarred me for life and scared me to death as a child because I'm 32 years old and I still cannot look into a dark mirror today. Only the bravest of those at slumber parties would venture into the dark bathrooms to try to conjure Bloody Mary. And this was just common junior high folklore passed down from generation to generation. But where did Bloody Mary game originate from? Who was Bloody Mary? And why is this bitch so damn vengeful? Now, there's lots of origin stories to this game. And I'm just going to give you a couple. But know that there are many, 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 many out there to be researched. So the first one is that in the 20th century, women would do this ritual in order to tell their futures. It was said that if a young woman were to walk up a flight of steps backwards holding a lit candle and a hand mirror with all of the lights off, they were supposed to be able to gaze into the mirror and catch a glimpse of the image of their future spouse. However, they could also see something morbid like a skull or the Grim Reaper, and that was supposed to indicate that they were going to die before getting married. Now, this evolved into the game that we know from slumber parties where chanting Bloody Mary's name a specified number of times in a darkened mirror is supposed to conjure the spirit of Bloody Mary herself. 
Folklore says that this spirit can either be friendly or evil, and she can appear as a corpse, a witch, or a ghost. She's often seen covered in blood. Following the appearance of this apparition, Bloody Mary will either scream at you, curse you, strangle you, steal your soul, drink your blood, or scratch your eyes out. All very wholesome things that teenagers should be dabbling with. When I was a kid playing this game, it was always believed among my little friend group that Mary would actually pull you into the mirror with her. But who exactly was Bloody Mary is widely debated among all these folklore sources. The most common story is actually rooted in history, and it's the story of Queen Mary I of England. Her story, in a nutshell, goes like this. Since beginning puberty, Mary was plagued with just these terrible menstrual cycles. They were painful and irregular and not to mention pretty messy. This could be a whirlwind of problems today in modern times, but these medical conditions weren't yet known yet in the 1500s. She was also known to suffer from what we would classify today as depression and anxiety, most likely due to her medical problems she experienced with her reproductive organs, or perhaps it was just because, you know, she's a woman in the 1500s. But Mary took the throne in 1553, and when, when she was 37 years old, she married Philip of Spain, who was much younger than she was, and immediately she wanted to conceive an heir. So two months after their marriage, Mary became pregnant. She began having all of the natural signs and symptoms of pregnancy. Her belly got bigger, her breasts swelled, but still the kingdom thought she was probably faking. This was long before the days of pregnancy tests and ultrasounds. So the only way to dispel the rumors of this false pregnancy would ultimately be to produce a baby. So Mary and the kingdom waited. She went into the private chamber, which was customary for pregnant queens in the day, where she was to be confined for six weeks before her due date of May 9th. But May 9th came and still no baby. And it was thought maybe the midwives miscalculated her due date. So they pushed it back until June. But around late May, Mary's belly began to shrink. And June came and went, as did July, and still no baby and no more signs of pregnancy. So finally, a melancholy Mary exited the chamber with no child. The next year, Mary was determined to unite her kingdom under the one true religion of the land, as her people were starkly divided into Protestants and Catholics. So she signed an act that would result in many, many people being uh, prosecuted and burned at the stake known as the Marian persecutions. And this is where 240 men and 60 women were burned at the stake, thus earning her the name Bloody Mary that history would remember her by. So if this is the origin story that you believe, then legend has it that Bloody Mary will appear to you in the mirror, sometimes holding a dead baby and other times promising to come after your current or future babies. Another common story derives from the 1800s, and this involves a young girl named Mary who died of an illness that overtook her village. Now, during this time, when people died, physicians would put a mirror under the deceased's nose to see if there was any condensation on the mirror from their breath. As you can see, this probably wasn't the best way to determine if people were actually dead or not. So ultimately, lots of people got buried alive. 
So they started drilling holes in the coffin with a piece of string through it, and they would place the other end of the piece of string in the dead person's hand. The string then led above ground to a bell. So if the person woke up, they could literally pull on this string, alert somebody, and be dug up. This is actually where the term graveyard shift comes from, because there were cemetery caretakers that worked all hours of the night, walking around the cemetery and listening for the sound of bells. So when Mary died, she was placed in a coffin with a string. And for a solid week, her parents never left her graveside, intently listening for the bell. But family members of the family and friends of the family told them after a week, if Mary hadn't woken up by now, she most likely never would. So the parents finally left the house. That was the day, though, that little Mary awoke, and she began to pull on the string, but there was no one there to hear her. She pulled and she pulled until eventually the bell fell off its post. So she began clawing at the inside of the coffin, trying to get out. When her parents arrived home, her father noticed the fallen bell, and he quickly began, began to dig her grave up. Then Mary was found dead with her hands still in the shape of claws covered in blood from scratching the inside of her coffin. And she literally scratched her fingers raw. So the legend goes, whenever someone calls on Bloody Mary, she appears covered in blood and then proceeds to claw or scratch her victim. Some other stories say that Mary was a witch who was burned at the stake for doing black magic. Others say that Bloody Mary pays homage to the story of Elizabeth Bathory, who was a Hungarian countess who bathed in the blood of her young victims. This is a story that I would love for Maiden and I to do in the future. But there's lots of science and psychology that goes into Bloody Mary and why people claim that they see the apparition in the mirror. The primary reason being that when you stare into a dark or dimly lit mirror for a period of time, your mind starts to distort things. You can see a face appear. Your face might appear to melt. You may start to see things that aren't there. Also, humans naturally have a fascination with faces. We can find faces in just about anything. So it makes sense that when you're already playing a game that your brain thinks will result in finding a face, that you will ultimately find a face. Either way, Bloody Mary is still the game of nightmares and has forever scarred me from ever looking into a darkened mirror again. So that's all I have for Bloody Mary. And I thank you so much for tuning in to this week's mini episode uh, Maiden and I will be back recording this weekend, and I promise I will get this production errors sorted out so that you can have two weeks of full episodes coming up. Please continue to like all of our social media pages. We are so close to hitting 100 likes on our Facebook page. And once we do, um, some fun shenanigans will happen. We'll go live and do something cool. So please continue to spread the word, like us on all of our socials. Um, please continue to write in all of your suggestions because we love hearing them. We love producing shows that you guys are interested in hearing. So yeah, that's all for me. And tune in this coming weekend, Thanksgiving weekend for another full episode. Bye guys. <laughs>